Hey, it's Jasmine back with episode 9 of Freak Like Tea. Don't forget, episode 9 also means week 9 of lockdown in the UK. In the wake of this pandemic, it's so important for you to buy band merchandise of the bands you love to continue to support them. This week, I've got Hannah, Anna, Iman and Jessica from the band Hawks. They're a heavy metal quartet that won a grant from PRS Women Make Music to be able to record their upcoming EP, of which they have just released their latest single, Deadlands. guys yeah i've got an eye switch it's kind of annoying <laughs> so before we get started just for those who do not know you guys are hawks um for those who don't know you would you like to introduce yourselves and what you do in the band yeah i'm hi i'm anna i sing and play guitar cool. i'm jess and i play the drums i'm iman and i do backing vocals and also play bass guitar and then we're waiting on the other member Oh, okay, we've got all of you today. Yeah, I like your backdrop, is that real? Yeah, you know, I'm not actually at my house at the moment. My room is usually plastered in rock and metal memorabilia and merchandise. But, um, yeah, I'm at my uncle's at the moment and it's like a weird Aztec Mayan thing. That's cool. I love that. It's yeah. really, it always looks like it's glowing behind you as well. Like it, It's kind of trippy. Well, it's very kind of video game, Final Fantasy kind yeah. of. Do you remember oh. the game, um, oh, what was it? When when the iPhone first came out and it was that game where you would like jump through jung jungles? <gasps> Jungle Run, no. Jung it was Temple Run. Temple Run. Temple Run, Temple Run That's not the one. Jungle Run. Temple Run, that was... An awesome game. I love that. That's what it kind of looks. It was like. really addictive. Oh, it was. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, and there was like five other versions of exactly the same game, but with a different scene in the background. Yeah. I used to play the one. Yeah. Um, it was exactly the same concept, but it was with the Looney Tunes characters. It also reminds me of an old PS One game that was like the Flintstones, and you'd roll down a hill. I'm just gonna check. Hannah. So what else have you guys been up to today? I've been teaching guitar today to children with really bad internet connection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which has been great. It's been a test of patience. Um, How many students yeah. do you teach at once? Oh, is it just one? One. Okay. Thank God. Like that's that's more than enough to handle. I can't I can't even imagine doing group lessons via Skype right now. <laughs> group Zoom meetings. Imagine all of the guitars trying to come through. Drum on four. Oh God. <laughs> I've just been working today. So I work for a clinic. Um, but it's like a charity clinic, and we mostly see. Um, like disabled, deformed, autistic kids. That's like okay. the biggest scope of what we see. We see like all ranges of kids up to the ages of 18 um, and new mums and pregnant mums as well. Um, so that's what I've been doing today. So I'm like running the clinic, um, working as the receptionist as well and doing a bit of admin. Okay. Oh, here we go. Do we, do we have Anna in the room? Hannah even? That's going to get so yes. confusing. Sorry, I got caught in a call. I missed your face since yesterday. 
You just keep turning your microphone on and off. You know what? I'm going to join on a laptop because I don't think this is working. We'll see you again soon. What have you been up to, Jessica? Well, I've been laying on the sofa all day. That is the best thing to do. Uh, I haven't well. But I feel better now, so it's all good. How do you do that? <laughs> There's a reactions button. It's only got two options, though, like clapping hands and the thumbs up. Where? Yeah, Where I wish I had more options. Oh, here we go, I can find it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I feel like an elderly person trying to figure out how to use <laughs> what? technology. What is your fangled technology? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. So we've introduced yeah. um, the other guys. So Hannah, for those that don't know who Hawks is, what do you do in the band? Uh, I play guitar in the band and backing vocals. Okay, so I don't know if you see anything else that I've been doing recently in lockdown, but basically, as a massive fan of rock and metal, the band shirt and band merchandise has always been a staple part of basically a fan's life, and obviously. Now that you can't tour, you can't play shows, it is so important for fans like me and other people to be able to continue to support the artists we love by buying band merchandise. So I wanted to start off by asking each of you what kind of things you were growing up listening to and were you wearing any sort of band merch growing up as well? I mean, I grew up listening to a random mix of reggae and Arabic music, okay. <laughs> so... And then it kind of went more into rock sort of vibes. But I guess my first sort of bands were System of a Down, Corn, Deftones. Mm. But I didn't really have any of their merch apart from Deftones. I was a, a poor child. <laughs> if you could have had a t-shirt when you were a kid, what kind of, what would you would have wanted? All of the bands that I listened to, if I could have had, like, all the merch, just every single band, artist, I just would have had everything. <laughs> if I used to go to a gig, then I always used to buy a t-shirt at a gig. Yeah. You know, part, part of the ritual of, of being at a gig. So, you know, go to the Motorhead and then buy the Motorhead t-shirts. You know, it's just, you know, part of that tour. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they never used to have, um, like designs for women it was always the kind of boxy shirt but you know then I learned how to customize and actually it's fine I do that I tend to buy male shirts more because they've got better designs I find like even when they do have the female design t-shirts they've got really more feminine designs on them as well they're not as like boisterous or which is what I like which is why I listen to rock yeah I agree and they're more expensive a lot of the time, which I understand now having to order merch. The tank tops are more expensive than t-shirts, but... So, I had an Avril Lavigne t-shirt. <laughs> Not too bad. But I think, it, like, because I grew up in Greece, like, we didn't... Mm-hmm. Gigs weren't, like, a massive thing. Like, waiting for your favourite artist to come to Greece, especially in the, like, rock and metal world, mm-hmm. was, like... It, it just it didn't happen and when it did come around it was a massive massive deal i remember going to the scorpions when i was 14 and getting a getting a t-shirt and catching a plectrum that was that was a horror that's cool that's <laughs> uh, you're yeah. much cooler than me what avril lavigne <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i did listen to avril lavigne 
But I was more interested in like Disney Channel, Hannah Montana, and Britney. I went through that yeah. phase. I got into rock and metal when I was about nine, and it was like Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses. Before that, though, I was listening to like Girls Aloud, and my entire room was pink and purple with brats. Before you were nine. Before I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then my first Iron Maiden poster went up, and then it all went downhill from there. Um, I did go through a phase of getting Kerrang! every week and sticking oh, no, no, no. every Kerrang! poster on my wall. About ten twenty posters stuck on my wall, and I didn't even know who the bands were. But I went wanted the posters on my wall. <laughs> so, Annie, you grew up in Greece. I mean, did you grow up in... Where did you grow up? I grew up in Bahrain, so okay. it's Middle East next to Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, very tiny, tiny island. When I grew up, at the time that I grew up there, there probably the population was around three hundred thousand people. Okay. And I grew up in a village that was just sand. <laughs> I had a very different, um, different setting. Yeah. When did you move over to the UK? I was quite young, um, around eight, I think. So yeah, I've been here a long time. I mean, for like for me, I grew up in Jersey, yeah, in the Channel Islands. Not that it's the same at all, but again, there was like no music scene, let alone a rock and metal scene, which is why yeah, I there, there, there wasn't much of a scene in Bahrain, but now there is. There's a huge metal okay. scene going on. Yeah, like it's just spiked up, which is really cool. So. Yeah, so let's talk about your own merchandise. So at the moment, you've got a few hoodies and T-shirts with your logo on it. Um, I absolutely love some of the artwork you've got for your singles. My favourite one is the image for Loves a Bitch with the two people in like the red cloth things. So who do you get to design those? Because some yeah. of you are actually in them as well, aren't you? Um, yeah, we're all in them. Um, yeah. We're, we're all in every one. So mine is one of the models on the Loves a Bitch artwork um, under the, the thing. So the photographer is called Eleni Parusi. Um, she's a, a Greek photographer and okay. she's insanely talented, like has really been a big part of visuals as a band. Um, you know, everything she makes is just so spot on. And yeah, we're, we're big fans of her. Okay. Do you have any other... Yeah, ideas for merch designs you reckon you'll be getting like those images printed on anything else anytime soon well we haven't thought about the singles yeah going on but we're sending a new a new kettle of metal yeah thing which is yeah i'm gonna have a go at designing one thing so we've got the kettle of metal who's mm. like our diehard fans yeah. um yeah so we're thinking of kind of designing specific merch for that okay you've got a single out a new one called deadlands and i think you've mentioned that it's relatively about mental health um yeah we were actually we were talking about what it's about today so this is handy um but basically the idea for deadlands um came when i was struggling really badly with mental health and was just generally like a real mess and also hadn't written a song for like eight months which okay. was really shitty because that's such a big part of my identity is just like expressing myself through writing to not be able to do that was like really really shit um and one day I was like if only there was just this place that you can take all this shit inside your brain and like you know take it there and be done with it 
Yeah. Um, and so that's how the idea for Deadlands came about. And also, like, I guess it's about not letting yourself be defined by when you're facing mental health struggles. You know, when when you're having a really rough time, like, that's not all that you are. Um, but also what's, what I find really funny is that I wrote those lyrics in, like, a really beautiful place in the countryside on a lake, like Sherman's Ooh. Hut, which is, like, Deadlands <laughs> look like at all. But, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what it's about. Okay, that's pretty cool. And obviously, like, with this whole lockdown thing as well and isolation, mental health at the moment is such an important thing to be looking after. So when all of you guys are feeling shitty, do you have any advice on any healthy coping mechanisms during these hard times? Walking, just to... Re I mean, I've been going on, like, crazy walks. The other day I walked from Kilburn, where I am in North London, to Hackney, which took... Like, that was a five-hour round trip. I went mm. to wish my friend a happy birthday. But, like, just, like, getting out in the streets and walking and listening to music, mm. I, I think it, like... That's a real reset. Anyone else? Yeah, like just the exercise as well. Like exercise, bit of endorphin rush, you know. Yeah, I think exercise. When you, it's hard because it's not what you feel like doing yeah. when you're when you're in that mood at all. It's like the last thing you want to do. Um, but it, it does really help. You do feel better afterwards. But you really gotta you gotta push it because. Yeah, you, you just don't feel like yeah. doing it. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's really counterintuitive, but it does really help. Yeah, I think keeping in touch with people as well. Like, I'm terrible at talking about my problems. I would rather not. I'm not a very good communicator in that sense. But if you, like, if you force yourself to do it, or you don't have to go into huge detail, but you could just reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm feeling low or whatever. I think... I've been forcing myself to do that a bit more and that's yeah. been helping me. Yeah, I, I think like knowing that you can ask for help, like that's been such a big lesson that like you can actually go to someone and you can say like, this is what I need, you know, and not, and not to be ashamed of doing that. Like there's no shame in, in asking for help. Um, yeah. Because yeah. people are going through the same thing or have been through the same thing a lot of the time. And My best mate's still back in Jersey and we had a FaceTime dinner date and we set like candles up for each other and then we decided that we were going to send each other care packages and obviously like she can go to a shop just down the road so she's filled my box with just all like shitty sweets and she sent me a book to read and she does crocheting as well so she's made me a little like a demon bunny Aww. thing amazing oh my god <laughs> but um, like I'm nowhere near a shop at the moment I'm out in the countryside in Leicestershire and I'm not in my own house so I've had to make everything from paper so I made her like a little crossword and I made her a puzzle and I made what else did I make her <laughs> yeah I just made little envelopes with just like little messages and songs to listen to when she's feeling down so it's real cute oh that's, oh, that's so lovely that's such a nice idea oh, so nice I know. It's been good. It's been giving me something to look forward to as well when I was waiting for the package to come. Yeah. And it's fun to think of things you can put back as well. You know, like it's, you know, half, half the fun is coming up with yeah. inventive solutions <laughs> to not having a Um. So, as well, you. So, when you released Deadlands, you won the PRS Woman Make Music grant for that. What kind of thing did you have to do to achieve that? 
it was a big application form. We basically had to like go into massive detail on what would we'd be using the grant for if we won it, and okay. like who we are as a band, and you know our creative process. Like so, so many things exactly step by step what the money would go towards. Um, yeah, like a little business plan kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, like the ethos of the band and like, you know, who do we want to influence and, who, you know, who do we want to, you know, get, get involved with and, you know, it, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> quite a lot. I wonder how they like sort of determine that then, because obviously if, I imagine they'd have loads of bands applying for it. So I wonder what kind of thing they were looking for when they decided that. I mean, when I saw that email, like, I screamed out loud. I was just like, no fucking way that they have chosen a metal band that is, like, not commercial. You know, we're not making indie music. Like, we're not making pop music. Like, you know, it's quite underground what we're doing. And, like, they've chosen a metal band to, to win this. Like... So I'm, I don't I don't know what they saw. Like, what do you guys think? I'm not really sure. I don't know. I think we did do well with the application. <laughs> <laughs> We're just you know, amazing writers. Maybe yeah. everything was just grammatically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Grammar and punctuation was just, like, really on point. We just love writing essays. We're really good at essays, so... Oh, love an I mean, we could draw on experience because some of the questions were, like, uh, as I say, you know, do, who, who do you want to influenced by your music or who do you want to you know get reach out to and we could draw on experience of, of gigs that we've been to and mm-hmm. you know we we get quite a lot of like women coming up to us saying like oh my god it's you know I feel really you know quite empowering that I can see women playing instruments on stage and you know like really owning it mm-hmm. and that was so nice to hear mm-hmm. and you know really there's been like quite a big driver for me and also, like, how it's such a goal for us to diversify the rock and metal scene. Like, to, you know, it all always about having representation. So, like, if you're a little girl growing up and you're you're playing guitar, to, like, have those examples on stage that you're like, that's, that's what I want to be doing too. To, to not only just get more women in the audience, but to get, you know, more women on stage as well. Yeah. Yeah, obviously music, there's that one... Um one gig and they're like oh we've actually you know bought a drum kit off the back of this because yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I'm like that's yeah. pretty cute it's like yes bring the yeah drums. it's so nice hearing comments like that yeah and she was like what like nine or something yeah. yeah so you were just taught as well talking about your because your influences I imagine are mainly male so like male bands kind of thing so if like girls now seeing you, what difference do you think it's going to make girls being influenced by girls rather than rather than guys? I think it's that you don't have to. It doesn't get. It takes away from metal having a criteria. Do you know what I mean? That like if you look like this and you behave like this, that is what metal is. It's like it's redefining what metal means mm. to be able to see four women that are doing metal but doing it their own way so like yeah you can identify better if you if you yourself are female and you see other women up on stage you can identify better and maybe connect better with the music as well in terms of like subject matter as well yeah 
you know, maybe from like, like a lyrical point of view, you know, we might approach things in a different way to uh, an all male metal band. Mm. Yeah. Might have you know, different experiences and just write about it in a different way. Yeah, but like the female experience through metal, it's never gonna be. It's never gonna be yeah. the same. Do you know what's weird about when I? So when I was growing up, the only female at the time I knew um, was a band called The Runaways. With, oh yeah, with Joan Jett. Um, but apart from that, like I was always mainly influenced by Guns N' Roses, and I was obsessed with Guns N' Roses as a kid, especially Axl Rose. And it's weird being wow. mainly influenced by glam rock because obviously the whole point of it was they were dressing as if they were female. Yeah. So like I remember as a kid being obsessed with the Welcome to the Jungle music video and being like a little nine-year-old in my bedroom trying to copy all the moves and trying to dress like him. And it, <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a weird dynamic. <laughs> yeah, because like, especially that movement, um, yeah. it borrowed a lot of feminine qualities but then a female on stage was like oh no you're not doing that right <laughs> but they borrowed a lot of of you know say you know the clothes yeah. you know the movement quite sort of feminine i'd say you know a lot of the time um but then when the you know it, it's surprising then that there wasn't just more females uh doing that or or potentially when they were females they were trying to be more male to kind of fit in with them. So, yeah, it's been odd, odd dynamic, really. Um, That's super interesting, though, isn't it? Because, like, all these men that are kind of trying to be more female because that's what works more for the genre, but then women are, are so picked apart if they try and do something similar. Like, it's so hard to be a woman on stage without getting, like, yeah, you know, you're good, but, you know, what's the expression? You're good for a girl. Well, for a woman. That's the one. Like, you're good for a girl. You're good for a girl. I've had that so many times. Or it's it's the compliment, the ultimate compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. You play like a man. It's like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Did you read the review I did on your Deadland single? Yeah, we were really impressed. Thank you. I try so hard not to put the term female anywhere in it. So obviously if you take away your voice, Anna, you can't put a gender to musical instruments and the way they're played. Yeah. So people usually do it like with a vocalist, if they're female, they specify that it's a female vocalist, but they don't tend to specify musicians because that's less common. Yeah. So like the only thing that you can tell female-wise about the band when you're listening to it is just the vocals. It's got nothing to do with the sound. Um, although yeah. I did I did slip a... Have you guys ever seen Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I slipped in there. Now. <laughs> yeah, did you not know them beforehand? It's all I could visualise when I was listening to it. Yeah, we had them made a picture. <laughs> we made a little spoof of the Hex Girls. Oh, you have to send that to me. I turned it into Hawks. (laughs) (laughs) We had to add a new member. (laughs) You know what, though? Like, the whole female and, like, female-fronted thing is... Because we're, like, still a relatively new band, you know, we've been going for, like, a year and 
a half now, maybe nearly two years. And so we've had a lot of experience of being asked to play these female fronted nights. So like, or, or, or just a night of female music. And yeah. it's like, we find that so funny because it, like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? That like everyone shares the same genitals on stage, but like, actually the music is completely different and like one yeah. act doesn't like support the other one in any way it's completely irrelevant yeah. but because it's a bunch of women in the room like that's gonna sell tickets so it's, it's a really weird culture yeah do you remember there yeah. was so I was at uni about a year and a half ago and we were talking about how apparently the industry is trying to get festivals to be 50-50 male and female now. But if you yeah. think about something like Download Festival and any metal festival where the majority is male, just because that's how it works, I it really pisses me off because I go to those gigs to see those bands. That's kind of that's what I like the most. And if there is a band that's got females in it, like for example, Hailstorm is one of my favourite all-time bands and you guys as well, you know, like, if you're playing a festival, you've earned that spot, and if they make it 50-50, then you're going to get a lot of female bands who are there just because they're female, not because they're good enough. I think there's there's something behind it as well. Like, I think it's worth asking the question of why there aren't, like, why we need to bring that up in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Like, are women... Being, give, being given the same opportunities. Because I totally agree with not just putting women forward to festivals just because they're female, like definitely because they're good. But like, why is this a thing in the first place? Because I do think that, you know, there are women out there that are amazing at their instruments and that do play really, really well. Um, so why aren't they be, being given opportunities as men? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it would really get to the stage of oh, you're female, yeah, therefore you automatically get a place. I mean, you know, with these big festivals, you need, you need to be vetted, you know, you need to be successful, there needs to, you need to bring tickets in, essentially, that's what the business is. Mm. So I don't think it would really be a case of, okay, cool, female, go, right this way. Um, but there is a danger of if that was uh, allowed or if they, they didn't pick the right... Um, the right lineup. They like we've been on lineups where you know there's been punk and pop and metal in the same night, and it's just it's strange <laughs> for for an audience. Yeah. So if it was something like Download Festival where they got you know maybe a more sort of poppy punk thing going on, you know that's that's not going to be good for the fans there, and it might even put you know, the, the kind of stereotype of, oh, these women aren't very good. <laughs> yeah. Need to be like the right band for the right occasion. Yeah. If they're female, great. <laughs> yeah, but it shouldn't dictate the outcome, I don't think. Yeah. No, I mean, it shouldn't get in the way of deciding whether a band is good or not, like, mm -hmm. for sure. It's interesting hearing that, though, from your perspective, because obviously I'm just a, a fan, really. Um, whereas obviously I imagine it's a lot different actually being in the midst of the creative process. I think what's, what's difficult is because there are fewer, um, you know, females in metal, I think then it's 
people take notice of, of the band, just because, you know, it might be slightly more unusual. Um, but because then they've paid more attention to that band, and that band, they, you know, they just subjectively they don't like, they'll remember that a lot more than an, an all-male band mm-hmm. that they didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, that would be bad shit. Oh, yeah, that, that band before, they were all-male, were also really shit. <laughs> so, yeah. But why are you tingling that band out? Okay, it wasn't your thing, but mm. so so was the all-male band for it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'll never forget in... um. Was it December? We did this competition. Um, it was like a battle of the bands thing, and we had we played with four other bands, and like you know, not to blow our own trumpets or whatever the expression is, but like we had an amazing crowd reaction. Like we had the biggest crowd, and people were really in. Like the energy was insane. It was so great. And then after, um, like one of the judges came up to us, and she was like no seriously like it was a no-brainer like you guys were amazing but then the promoter came up to me and Hannah at the end and he was like um yeah you know you nearly didn't get through and we were a bit like oh what and he was like and I just hate it you know all these photographers that are at the front taking pictures of you people shouldn't like you because you're female people should like you because you're good and it's like did so I'm sorry, like, did we ask you? What? <laughs> you know this what is I mean? an unnecessary we comment. It was just so unnecessary, as if he's implying, like, you, you got through because you're women and not because you had, like, the best crowd reaction that night, mm. you know, and, and, like, played really well. Um, so can be dicks about it, for sure. Mm. Or maybe he was trying to earn brownie points by trying to... Um, stand up for you and it didn't work was it all yeah. around <laughs> yeah it was like this really weird fake feminism I, yeah I don't know mm. fake feminism the new movement yeah <laughs> okay so um, you've released a handful of songs I think it's about four or five that you've got at the moment um, so are you in the process of an EP writing for that, do you are you what are you adding more songs to that, or are you going to just keep the songs that you've already got released? Oh yeah, three more brand new songs are okay. are coming out. That's cool. What's the um, timelines for that? Do you know yet? Yeah, the the next single's coming out next month, end of okay. next month. Um, we don't know when the third is coming out because we actually haven't even finished recording it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we've still got a bit of work to do there. Yeah. Are you having to do that from your homes? Or are you hoping to be out in the studio after this? I think that would be the best. Yeah. But we might do it from home. Like our producer actually did ask if we could do some some things from home, so okay. we might give that a go. If we can finish the EP remotely, like that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, okay, so I've got one final question. What new up-and-coming bands have you guys been listening to that you think other people should go and check out? There's so many. I've been listening to so many new bands. Enlighten us. Uh, uh, someone else can go. I'm going to... I've, I've got, been like, stuck in the 70s list. for the past few weeks. Okay, what have you been listening to? Go on, huh? Jess. What are you doing? Oh, me, in the 70s. <laughs> Just, yeah. like, old prog and loads okay. of, like, Zeppelin and stuff like that you know what like i i've been in such a weird phase because ever since lockdown started i've 
been listening. I, I don't know if it's because also we're doing a lot of songwriting at the moment, but I've been listening to so many singer-songwriters, mm-hmm. like um, Angel Olsen, um, Anna Calvi, a lot of Kate Tempest, um, Bjork as well, just things that are you know, that you can really get into the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So actually, like, I've kind of been, I, I haven't been listening to a lot of heavy music for a long time, which which is unlike me and weird, but time for everything, you know. I know what you've been listening to. Who? Me. <laughs> oh, Anna. Anna. <laughs> oh yeah, I tried, to give, I tried to give this really cool response about how I'm listening to all these singer-songwriters and really delving into <laughs> The truth of the matter is that all I've been listening to is Little Mix. <laughs> oh, didn't you post something on Instagram the other day about your you. WhatsApp messages that you've been listening to them? <laughs> it was so funny because I was messaging Jess and I was like man you know which band is fucking awesome like I just I love Little Mix I think I honestly think that they are incredible like their songs are great I think they're all amazing singers like great dancers and then Jess was like stop like no no wait and then she's like I know every single lyric <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that was that was an amazing moment. Well, I mean, there are worse things to be into, I guess. So, <laughs> like podcast uh, is with Ed Gamble, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's called Lifers, and it's about um, just different musicians that he interviews and how metal has like influenced their lives and how they kind of keep going. It's really mm-hmm. good. So yeah, mm-hmm. it turns into podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. Lifers is very good. Okay. So I would recommend they're a French band, Uneven Structure. They're pretty cool. Uh, Vola as well. Ghost Iris. They're all sort of France, uh, Holland area. They're really cool. They're like degent metal. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. Degent. I don't know. How would you pronounce it? Degent. Degent. Like, yes. I've seen it written down, Why but I've never it? heard like, it. Like DJ. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why gent? Why I don't know. Because it's, it's the sound of the guitar. Gent, 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 gent. But I, I find it so endearing that you called it DJ. I would have said like, DJ. No. I've never heard it before, but I've seen it written. Why would you put a D on it then? Yeah, no. I don't know where it, where the term came from, but yeah, it's, yeah. Imagine if you're wrong now, Anna, and people write it and be like, "Actually, it is DJ." Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sweating now. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's also an Arabic band called Waz Wazim. They're pretty cool. So Are you I- looking up how to pronounce it, Anna? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew that face. They say it's with a soft J, so some people say it's Jen. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, How do you like Spanish. I don't know, everyone seems to have a different like different way of pronouncing it. Anyway, it was absolutely lovely talking to you guys. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me. When um, lockdown lifts and you guys do gigs again, then I'll definitely come along. Cool. Well, thank you. Have a wonderful evening and s- stay safe. Stay alert.
Follow Hawks on all social media at Hawks Music and go to hawksmusic.bandcamp.com for music and merch. Follow Freak on Instagram at freakjazz666, Twitter at freakmag666, Facebook at Freak Magazine and subscribe on YouTube. Contact me via social media or email me at jasmine.lammy at gmail.com for any and all review and interview requests.